Hello, welcome back to Dweebs episode two. I am your lovely host, <laughs> Jessica Lee. Um, you can call me Jess. Um, joined by my lovely and dynamic and talented and hardworking co-host, <laughs> um, Terrence T.J. Barry. And just as cute. What's up, guys? It's your number one hyperactive, lover-like ninja, T.J. Barry here. Happy to be here. I know. I missed this. I missed you. Um, we definitely have uh, not seen each other in a while. There's been, there's been. I mean, you know, it's it's 2020. Literally so, um, not only have we been kind of taking a break because of the holiday season, but we've had multiple COVID scares within our group of friends. Yeah. So, um, it just so happens that we're two of the most healthy and. Uh, not even able-bodied. Everyone in the group uh, seems to have toughed through their uh, their infections. But, I mean, I feel like I have been in a room with people in the last, like, month where, like, if, if you looked at, like, a photo of them, you could put an X on every single person's face except for me right. when it comes to COVID infections. I So, I mean, all this to say we're back. So wait, you're 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 saying like you were in a house with someone who had COVID? Yes, who I had to then take care of. So okay, and so are you duck and die? Are you rolling in with like the overhaul um, style plague mask in that case? I was, bro. <laughs> it was like Thanksgiving. Well, I have something to be thankful for this year, and it's that I, you know, knock on wood, I haven't gotten. Uh, the Rona yet? Have I, and it was great. I mean that I know of. I mean I I feel like everyone at some point this year has felt like absolute dookie. Yeah. Um, like me getting tested, I don't yeah, all of my handful of tests. Um, and you never know. You truly don't. Um, but I don't know. For me personally, my quarantine <laughs> this year made for some great time to sit around and binge a whole bunch of anime so shouts to um the whole lot of sitting in bed that i've been Shout doing out to anime like reconnecting us on this level too just because like, type I, shit i forgot that we've had like conversations about how we like anime and cartoons and then it was like this year where you it's were interesting like, yeah. right yeah because i mean and people i've heard people saying how um a lot of a lot of people in general have quote-unquote like regressed back to their middle school interests or selves and I think it's less so that and more a case that when you have more free time to reinvest yourself in your existing interests um, you get back into them so when was the last time that you really had time to do whatever the hell you wanted probably middle school because I mean extracurriculars and high school and shit um, that made me forget, like theater. When I was doing theater in high school, I forgot about all of my my J pops and my animes, and um, and now being back into it at at 28 years old, I look back on my 14 year old self, and I'm like, 
this bitch would have died to be able to walk into Hot Topic and find a whole section of anime t-shirts and like I mean I just bought (laughs) the one thing though is that I don't have enough money for all the stuff I want um but I just got this little Eros novel um (laughs) Kakashi notebook for um this podcast in particular um and it was just at the checkout counter at Hot Topic bro I I don't have the self-control for this. Like, something about this year, and maybe this is, like, also in, like, TikTok really blowing up. That, too. It's like, one, everyone has really been able to, like, kind of find themselves as, like, not pertaining to having to conform to, like, be cool or be around, like, their friends or, like, you're at work. You're like, oh, I got to be an adult. And then, like, you just realize there was, like, an open world where, everyone, where there's, like, so many, like, nerdy people like people who enjoy these kind of like things and it's like for sure it's okay and like it's not like where you can like be accepted yeah that i feel like we've all kind of found a sense of solidarity in people that we didn't realize were like huge fucking nerds like i mean however when you and i first met doing theater i do recall and i don't know exactly how we got into it but Within the first, like, month of us knowing each other, we were already, like, going into deep dive conversations about Yu Yu Hakusho, the GOAT, um, which I don't, I don't even have time to talk about that this, this week. Um, I, I feel like I, I've already, like, talked y'all's ears off <laughs> to the point where you get it. Like, you'll watch it if you want to watch it. Um <laughs> So do that, um, which also, if while we're while we're on the subject, because today I want to get into like talking about this past year in in the industry, um, the series that have that have come out, things that have been announced for next year. Um, Netflix has currently <laughs> acquired the rights to make a live action. Uh, series adaptation of Yu Yu Hakusho and I am also extremely apprehensive but I my in my heart of hearts I really want to be optimistic about it because like for example and shout out to at the Kuwabara on TikTok um we are mutuals on there and uh he did a he ordered first of all like with the shipping from Japan like a hundred dollar blu-ray of the original stage production of Yu Yu Hakusho that was out, I think, in 2018. Oh. And it was, it was good. Like, there were no subtitles or anything because it was literally a Japanese Blu-ray. Yeah. But you, if you've seen the show, you know all of the arcs that are going on yeah. and everything that's happening. And it was really well done. So if it's anything like that, if the characters are, are maybe cast as the same actors, if there's no action, I'm out. Um, And I mean, there's just a lot of requirements that I feel like you have to meet as a live action adaptation that, especially with Netflix, because just shaking my damn head, um, that they don't meet. Like the actors need to be Japanese. He's a Japanese junior high student. If you don't cast a teenage Japanese boy, then I'm not interested. I would love if it were like subbed. 
um, in Japanese rather than just being like a bunch of bros with fucking California accents or something. Like, I can't handle that. It's not even Death Note, honestly. I saw the L for that, like his his uh, character design and his makeup and stuff, and I was like, that that's the guy. Um, that's so the thing I'm hopeful about for Yu Yu, because if you really think about it, aside from like a couple of the enemies, most of them are like they look like humans. They're just people. Yeah. Well, yeah, some of them are, are pretty extra. <laughs> Shishiwakamaru. <laughs> but um but on the whole, yeah, they they are just oh god. Actually, my favorite thing to come out of this announcement is uh, the the subreddit has been blowing up, just like the Yu Yu Hakusho fan base on there. Um the like edits of movie posters, um into characters uh, from the show, some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Um, you you know Chu from uh, the first round of the Dark Tournament. Someone edited, oh my god, what is his name? Vincent Diesel, um, leaning on a car into into Chu with the blue mohawk and everything. And and I think that they put like a tagline underneath with like the Netflix logo and everything. But it was like. You already know his secret weapon. <laughs> um, fucking like the Top Gun movie poster um, with a Tom Cruise as Koenma, like the teen version of him, <laughs> and like whatever the heck his girlfriend is in that um, as Botan. It's funny because Tom, yeah, because Tom Cruise is in essence a toddler. Um, please don't sue us. <laughs> I mean, we stand the short kings here cuz I mean, you know, we honestly he that's it. That's all the Yu Yu Hakusho show that I can talk about today without running time over tonight. Um which you know, I I'll go back and watch it pretty much every year if I can um because it is on YouTube for anyone who doesn't have like Hulu or Funimation. Um but this year, I especially watched it because I was like, wow, I'm dead inside and it's only March. So um, that was one of the things that got me back thinking into like, what what series could I watch now that I have the time? Um, I was watching that before. Like, I was on the phone. I was down by the phone with my cat. And I was like, just put on Yu-Yu Hakusho. It's like, yo, we watch Yu-Yu. It really like, it separates the men from the boys. <laughs> I've made some of my best friends from like strangers just by bringing that up. Actually, uh, shout out to um, Aaron Chan over at Manga Comics Nerd Shit because I literally walked into our friend Max's house apartment um, on like Halloween night and met this guy for the first time, looked each other in the eye and he was like, hey, me and Max were just talking about how goaded Yu Yu Hakusho is. And I'm like, well, I guess we're friends then. Um... So anyway. Speaking of you, you shout out to ah. my girl Jess here. Hooked me up with the best Christmas present ever. Merry Christmas. My favorite character. Um, uh, the GOAT. Greatest the MC goat. of all time. And like one of his, uh, alternate forms, alternate I guess. Forms for 
anybody who hasn't watched it, you know, like it's. You had 20 years, baby. Um, but he'd be looking fine. He he throwing up the the spirit gun. Um, but yes, for those of you who are wa- or listening right now, today is Boxing Day, uh, that on which we are recording this, uh, December twenty sixth. So, um, but Happy New Year, I assume by the time that this is out to anyone who is uh, listening to this upon the date of its release, um, it's been. It hasn't been the greatest year, but in a lot of ways, um, I feel like it's been pretty it's been rad. Bad collectively, but I feel like it has like a, some big highlights. It's got some good things. Some out. big highlights in terms of the people that I've met, which is crazy to think about meeting a bunch of new people during a global pandemic. But like, I mean, that's just how cool the locals are here in Jersey. Um, big, 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 big shouts to. The only posters don't listen to podcasts. Family. Um, I mean, I I just, I adore you all. You've really changed my whole damn life. Yes, actually, um, I did want to mention this at some point. I, I would really like to thank Tiffany Simeone Wallace, or just Tiffany Wallace, at Gems and Tims on on Instagram for those of you who want to uh, view her glorious beauty. And also, what is it? At your favorite gems um, is her new crystal business, which you should also follow and support. Um, she, toward the beginning of the pandemic, I, I wanted to watch, or technically, I guess, kind of rewatch Samurai Shampoo. But I was telling Terrence earlier tonight, like, when I, when I think about and consider the shows that I have watched and completed. I don't really include shows that I listened to or watched rather when I was 12 years old on Toonami because I forget everything that happened. So um, I was watching the first few episodes of that on Hulu and I don't, I don't got that Hulu premium money. Um, so I was, I was content to watch with the commercials that's what I did when I watched My Hero Academia which without you Terrence I wouldn't have watched that in the first place this guy came to me like two three times and was like hey you watched My Hero yet it only took like two months into quarantine for me to do that um so and that was a game changer and I wanted to watch everything after that um they really took a commercial break though halfway through the theme song, the opening of Samurai Champloo, which like Nuja Bess is rolling over in his grave yeah. as they disrespect my mans. Um, you don't gotta, you don't gotta do all of that, Hulu. Like fucking, just wait. I don't understand. Um, but also, I'm a, I'm just, I'm just totally against Hulu as a platform because I mean, half of their properties they make you pay sixty four dollars for the like cable version. Yeah. Of their yeah, um, this is not a Hulu oh, household. They bought uh, Crunchyroll. Like what, 1.7 Yo, this is like a merger that, and it's it's kind of akin to like the announcement of this of this uh, live action adaptation. Like it could be great, or it could be the worst thing that's ever happened to the community. Yeah, I mean, they've never been known to like murder anime, especially dub wise. Who's that? Crunchyroll or Funimation? 
Oh gosh. Well, well they're the ones who like gave um, four kids their platform. Oh like, no, four kids is like legendary in its awfulness. You ever seen a habitual smoker <laughs> eating lollipops? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what they did to the guns in in One Piece oh, in the no, four kids no, version. This is, you know, so the biggest thing, like gun wise, that I remember from One Piece is in the first episode, the very the very first episode. Right. right? Yes. So you see Shanks' crew. Oh my guy. guy! I think his name is Lucky Brew, and he's this big jolly dude. And then, like, when you finally find out, like, how badass Shanks' crew is, he, like, immediately, like, pops up behind the dude. Mind you, he, this dude is, like, a giant basketball. And, like, the dude is, like, popping all the shit. He comes up, boom, shoots him in the head with a gun. What happens in the, um, in the Funimation? I think he pointed his fingers at him. And the guy just, like, dies. And he's just, like, sitting there eating his shit. Your boy thinks he's Yusuke Urameshi over here. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it. It takes you out of your suspension of disbelief even. Mm-hmm. It's so poorly edited. And like the, the the blatant Americanization of a lot of series as well. Um, I mean, I know we went into this a little bit in our last episode, but like the fact that Pokemon couldn't even be bothered to explain to children what a fucking rice ball was. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. That's not a donut. I always thought that Japanese donuts looked like a big white circle with a weird little yeah, little like, like black patch on the side. I don't And there's no reason to like edit out a rice ball. Like there's, <laughs> there's If wrong. anything, it just no, makes no, Brock no, look no. like a dummy. But then again, he can't see shit. So, he might have thought it was a donut the whole time. Who knows? Dumb shit in Americanization. Like Stay tuned for that next time. Mm-hmm. Wait for real? Well, your girl just came into um a microphone, her very own mic, um on which I am recording. Yeah, we did, we did like about two hours worth of of setup and prep and sound check and stuff prior to this. So hopefully it sounds good. We did, and you know, honestly, that's like a big part of the whole idea of the inception of this podcast is like every time we get together we talk for like three hours straight about this shit so why aren't we like cataloging it for um anyone who wants to know this stuff because I feel like I mean not to like toot my own horn or anything but I do a lot of research and I feel like I know a lot of stuff op.dweebs and that's dweebs with a z as we well know already i'd be posting we should we will i promise i will currently on an arc where she Of their like their accomplishments and the the anime and the manga that they're writing and like their 
history and all that stuff. Some and artwork here and there. Some artwork. It was very knowledgeable. She was always posting something. And, like, I'm learning a lot because I don't really, I'm like, I'm awful. I don't really know anything about the manga. Yo, but this like, guy straight up knows more about manga no, series no, than no. anyone, though. Um, but that's kind of my favorite part is like, I'll, I'll see a series that like, I'm like, oh, this guy wrote this thing that I definitely should already have read, but I've, I've read a lot about or seen a lot about, um, like when I got to like the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, I think, I can't remember anyone's names. That's the, that's my biggest roadblock and hurdle is that like, I don't, by the time that I get to the next day. Everything that I learned that was a Japanese word, <laughs> it's gone. It has completely evaporated from my brain cells. Um, but I retain the information at least about like, you know, which artists have worked on such and such series. And I, I do kind of remember what their art styles look like as well. Um, but just just yesterday, maybe it was even today, um, I was going through a thread on Twitter um, of underrated anime series um and I got to want just a screenshot that someone had replied um of tomorrow's Joe and I saw him and I was like that's tomorrow's Joe from the sports manga that I just reported on um like two days ago um and it's stuff like that like you may not retain all of the information that you that you read or you learn but like it it the important stuff sticks with you enough to remember what else you want to consume. And that's kind of another reason why I wanted to start this podcast, because I want to be able to um, kind of spread the not only the knowledge that I have uh, amassed just from spending a lot of time on the Internet about this stuff, but also to let everyone else know, like, this stuff is good. I have I have already done the work for you and I found out that it is good, and I recommend it. Your girl, Jessica Lee, is definitely doubting, doubting. When it comes to the anime knowledge, <laughs> if she don't know it, she gonna know it. I will. I, I can uh, guarantee you I will at least try to know it. Um, right, let's get into really what we want to talk about. Oh, yeah, that was just a warm-up, huh? This is only 30% of my full power. <laughs> So this year in particular has been um, a big year for watching and reading shit. I'll tell you what. Um, but I mean, I've 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 kind of been trying to watch as many series as possible. So a lot of like the twenty six episode things here and there, and um, pretty much everything um, I can by Watanabe of. Uh, Cowboy Bebop fame. So I watched Space Dandy. I watched uh, Samurai Champloo. Um, and then I rewatched, uh, you know, the original. Um, which, uh, it's interesting to go back as an adult and watch something that had a big impact on you as a child. Yeah. Um, so, like, I didn't understand the, and like, no pun intended here, but like, the weight that you carry having gotten through all of uh cowboy bebop at 28 years old um it was rough and not to now you actually can like understand what they're going through and like 
Precisely. The fact that like now, especially like that a lot of the characters that I looked up to as a kid are now younger than me. Um, yeah. Isn't that kind of odd? Like fucking, um, and I didn't even watch this as a kid, but I'm watching it now as an adult, which I guess that's another thing that's worth mentioning. I started One Piece and Naruto at, in my 27th year of life, um, which a lot of people consider to be classics that they've been watching since childhood. I haven't gotten any farther now than when, so, um, Zoro and oh no i got past that part um the 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 fishy guy pirates they took down the fishy guys so um we got nami's backstory that's what it was it was nami's backstory it's fine you'll forget it in the course of a thousand episodes there's a, a character who is traveling with these guys and this character mind you everybody in the crew is like 17 to 19. Yeah, and there's like a time skip at some point, right? Where maybe maybe they're in their 20s after that. Is, uh, 28. Bitch, yeah. that's me years old. <laughs> maybe she was 26 before time skip. Oh, you talking, you talking John Robin? Is it Robin? Is she that old? She's grown. Uh, <laughs> damn. That, I mean, you know, if that's her, you want to talk about the mom friend, that's her. Um, interesting. Well, I mean, we all know that Matthew Gironi considers himself the Monkey D. Luffy of Asbury Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, or he does have the hat and everything. Um, once I get far enough in the show, I can decide or, or, or kind of uh, understand, have a better grasp on who I could possibly be in that, uh, that group, whether it be a <laughs> throwaway side character. Honestly, well, that's that hopefully will end up being maybe something I I start doing on TikTok. I've had my TikTok account for a long time and I've really just been like shit posting um like about how much I hate like Yagami and like how much I love Satoru Gojo. Um and that's it. That's the account. But I recently came into a few things um for Christmas. Uh, shout out my whole family um, that I can use for content creation, particularly like a ring light phone stand so I can stand in a decent light. Um, and I've been thinking about for a while, and this is completely off of topic, but I've been wanting to do a series recommending, please don't like drag me too hard for this, but like <laughs> my favorite my favorite J-pop rock bands and um, whether they be ones that made anime OPs that you may know or just ones that are kind of or that I would consider deep deeper cuts because they haven't worked on. There is more than just Blackpink. I mean, they do slap, but k-pop is made by like american songwriters and producers like will i am has written more k-pop songs than he's written american pop songs so if that's any indication of the similarity between the songwriting structure of 
music that's popular in Korea and music that's popular in the U.S., then that's about all I need to say, I think. Um, but Japan has its own... Uh, the, uh, I can't. I can't get into this right now. I have to do it on TikTok, guys. Tune into my TikTok. I'm singing Senpai on everything. On ev- all the stuff. You can, you can follow me or you can not because, honestly, if you don't like hearing me rant... I need all of you to... Uh- I don't I do not be singing. Um I actually I did sing for the first time in a really long time for a Capitol Productions cabaret recently, which is uh technically where me and Terrence first met. Like it's the same basic production team. But they don't suck like the one that we all did together the first time. No R.I.P. Constellation Productions. If you're listening to this, that guy who was the producer, like, I hate you. <laughs> I really do. You made you. I was this close. My fingers are so close together um, to doing an awesome production of my dream show. But instead, it was just a bunch of talented people in a really shitty situation. <laughs> You popped off, okay? Like you, you went balls to the wall as that character. Just so everyone is aware, um, my guy T, he played Jekyll and Hyde in this production of Jekyll and Hyde that we did together. Um, and not only, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to have a lot of like. Uh, yeah you got to be a dynamic performer to pull something like that off and he did it with like i mean like most other things he does it seems effortless um he can learn a role in the matter of two weeks and still come out looking better than the people who have been rehearsing it for three months but i wish i had that problem i can't remember shit for shit when i well, I mean, it, as long as it's there when you need it. I, I mean, if I if I had to count the number of times that I had to listen to that one shitty Sondheim song just to learn all the words, yeah. it comes up on every single one of my, like, Spotify wrapped, Spotify, like, <laughs> um, a- analysis. Is there like, wow, you, you really must love Getting Married Today by Stephen Sondheim. And I'm like, I cannot even begin to describe to you how much I hate it, actually. But thank you so much for noticing that I heard it 87 times um, leading up to <laughs> that one weekend I got to do that show. But this is not a musical theater podcast. No, it's not. Well, we always get sidetracked, but you know how it is. Anyway, <laughs> so what have we been reading and watching? Oh, that's right. That was the question, wasn't it? Um, so you've been I, back into like, some of your favorites and your OGs. Absolutely. So, I mean, I actually went back and I watched, and we, we did talk about this uh, in the last uh, episode that we did, but uh, Tenchi Muyo and the whole, and the whole Tenchi-related oh, universe. Okay. I, would um, harem, I would love to have a harem, period. Um, that was interesting to go back and watch a show I watched when I was like eight years old um and I think that was on Toonami I don't know how they got away with that but I think it was on Toonami 
They had to have. Um, but when it, yeah, maybe it was the midnight run or whatever. Um, but one thing actually, so the thing that started everything for me, even before I watched my hero, which a lot of the things I'm going to mention are things that I want you to know, have a season two coming out soon, but like, we'll get to that. Um, cells at work. I saw it on Netflix in like March and I was like this looks interesting it's quite literally the concept of the movie Osmosis Jones but with anime characters inside the human body um they represent like the blood cells and I don't know uh other bodily functions um and I feel like it's the kind of thing where you learn a lot um, just while you're being entertained. So uh, my cat is very upset that she's not on this table right now getting the, all the attention she deserves. Um, so then there was My Hero Academia. Um, I read ahead through all of that after I finished season four. She started watching, <laughs> watching My Hero this year. She is now current. As I drink out of my Izuku Midoriya Deku pint glass. He's sitting in a sleigh on the table because it's still Christmas, you see. I was drinking out of a big three mug. It's true. It was, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm, it's not my fault. There's so much merchandise available and I have no self-control. Um, it's a really popular show and I'm glad that I started watching it. It's it's popular for a reason. Um, so I read I read ahead in that. I, I watched um, Mob Psycho 100, which I, I cannot ever stop singing the praises of. I had heard of that way prior to this year and liked the idea of the concept. Um... And so I watched that in the matter of a couple of days. I actually just picked up volume one of the manga, of which there are only like six. Um, I don't know. During my very, very last minute Christmas shopping where I bought more things for myself at Barnes & Noble than anyone else that I was shopping for. Um, But that's, again, pretty much right on brand for me. Suncoast. Suncoast is like low-key a sung, un, unsung hero when it comes to that kind of thing because I often forget it exists. I don't even know if there is one at my local mall anymore, but yeah. Um, my I was talking to my mother recently. Um, <laughs> I had this wall scroll, this really cool wall scroll Um of Yoko Kurama and Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho. And she and I were trying to speculate where I had gotten it from. Um, and we we kind of settled on Suncoast. Like, where else could, could I have found it yeah. but there? Um, but the, the short version of that story is I never found it again in the house. And I never uh, figured out where we originally got it from. And it's definitely not still in print. So... That's a triple L for your girl over here. <laughs> yeah, it. that's life, though. Luckily, you can go to any store, pretty much, online at least, 
and find a nice little uh, anime poster. I'll get over it. But I only have so much wall space anyway. Um, reading. What else did I read? I'm reading Black Butler right now um, for the first time. Okay. And it's interesting. I, <laughs> I went in my attic looking for that wall scroll. Like fucking full circle. Um, and I found volume two of, uh, of Black Butler. And s- subsequently decided I needed to get volume one. Um, and so now I think, I think when I got my Mob Psycho volume one, I, I picked up volume three of, uh, of that. But I also got all of the rest of My Hero Academia, the um, spinoff series, Vigilantes, which if you are into the main franchise, definitely read it. It's, it's like a more mature um, side story, backstory. Um, it took place before any of the events of the currently running anime and manga. Uh, and it gets <laughs> gets kind of dark. Um, but I got all eight, or up to all eight, of the, the volumes of that for Christmas, so I'm going to be pretty busy <laughs> reading. Um, but that's not a, really a bad problem to have. But enough about me. Terrence. Terrence Berry. <laughs> I mean... When I say you, like, you know more about, like, uh, I'll, like, ask if you've watched something and you're like, no, but I'm up to date in the manga. I'm like, how, where did you find the time to do that, bro? My eyes start to bleed after, like, I don't even know, like, 70 or so chapters. You're done, man. Like, once you get started, you just keep clicking, you know what I'm saying? I do. Because, like, I also got into... Like, I, I don't know the dime. Like, first it started with, like, the manga, and then I got into, like, manhwas and webtoons, and then it got into light novels. <laughs> webtoons will clean out your pockets. Yeah. Um, I, I think I started reading, like, two series on, like, tapas or some bullshit, and next thing I knew, I'm, like, $20 deep, and I only got a chance to read, like, 30 chapters I'm like, this is a ripoff. Yeah, you gotta find, you gotta find the good parent things. Um, the one Lincoln the bio. <laughs> the main ones I'm reading right now is for at least like webtoon wise, but uh, solo leveling. Solo leveling that had a um an adaptation that was rather good from what I heard. Solo leveling, I'm pretty sure. Maybe maybe I misread some of the information that I've been seeing about that, but um I'm pretty sure solo leveling got a season one of uh. I guess it's an anime adaptation. What do they call manhwa um, adaptations? That's, that's Technically, just anime, right? I mean, God of High School is an anime, I right? Did, I think it did. I hope it did better than God of High School. Well, God of High School was hype as fuck the beginning of it, and then no, it, it fell off. I see. You gotta hate when pacing gets thrown off like that because that'll that'll ruin the entire series as as it progresses like what are you gonna where do you go from there yeah. like missing pertinent details and no character development like what is it all of a sudden you're overpowered and we didn't even get to see you train at all like i don't know it's tricky though because when you only get 12 episodes what are you gonna do not cover the volumes that I mean, especially you, like they're like there's so much content in it because it's still running. 
like yes like, I guess they're trying to be like all right like we have so much content like we want to keep making episodes oh they want to catch like, up too we'll see we shall I mean I heard that um that Tower of God was also another one of those manhwa anime adaptations that didn't necessarily stay as true to the I the series like, as it could have. I, like, I watched it first, and then because like it was one of the rare chances where it was just like I've never read anything about it. Like this anime just popped up. And mm-hmm. like, All right, well, let me watch it, and then everyone who was reading it was like, "No, you need to read it." And I was like, "I'm gonna wait until after this." Anime, <laughs> and then I'll read it. Yeah. So I don't want to be spoiled by anything. And I will say, like, of course, like, if you read it, there's a lot more stuff. But, like, the anime did okay. All right. Well, that's fair. I mean, okay is certainly better than, like, completely botched, which, I mean, I can't, nothing really, (laughs) nothing really um, comes to mind, like, considering that, um, that I can think of when it comes to, like, poor adaptations. So, at least, at least they're decent. Unless the unless the manga already sucked, which is also possible. My cat is literally going out of her way to do things that will be disturbing on the microphones. Like, she's rolling around in a pile of wires. I wonder if she's, like, conspiring to turn the power strip off with her paw that we're plugged into for all of our gear right now. Wouldn't that be diabolical? And I wouldn't put it past her. Haha. We'll see about that. She's the antagonist. Straight up. Oh my god, I saw you going through the the list of things and you're like, this came out this this one? All you um, serial killer documentary bitches will love it. They made this anime for you. It's great. Um, another one was a uh, Bo Fury. Uh, I've also realized that I'm, I'm uh, like I'm so basic for this, but like I really like isekai. He's the isekai guy. Which, if anyone doesn't know what an isekai is, it's like the concept is basically the main character ends up somehow in a non-Earth world, whether it be a video game or um, some, yeah, supernatural. (gasps) Wow, I'm sorry. I just had flashbacks to Dot Hack sign. Yo, it it kind of did. I feel like I had never seen that concept prior to that. Um, But it's like it's like the Matrix shit or something like that. You know, you're you once you're in there, you can't log out. And to be fair, I think what started my love of Isekais, which this isn't even like an Isekai, it's a video game. Um, years ago, years and years ago, on PlayStation One, um, they did a series of wow, that's a throwback. Okay. <gasps> um, the, Digimon, the Digimon World Series. Yes. And in the third game, yes. you literally get stuck. I fucking game, had that and game. There are people who like will die in the game and can't log out. When I tell you that I never 
ever did anything involving the Digimon franchise except that game. And I had a PlayStation 2, would play that PlayStation 1 game on it, and I didn't have a PlayStation 1 memory card, so I would just leave the system on for days and, like, level up and, you know, progress into the storyline, and then suddenly you know, eventually it would get turned off and I would have to start a brand new campaign. Eventually, I think I did get a memory card for it, but at that point, I had completely lost interest in this game. But it really made me interested in the concept of Digimon. Like, it was a good-ass game. If if that's any indication of how the rest of the games in that series were, I'm, I'm honestly into it. Speaking of Digimon, wasn't it this year when they made the new Digimon? There's a... So, yeah. I, oh, so, oh, oh, I remember yeah. hearing about that. So Tell like, me about it. So, like, they were, first of all, this is, like, the 20th year anniversary of Digimon. <gasps> Mazels. So, they had, like, they had a movie thing, but what they also did was they took the initial series, which had, like, Ty and all of them, like, the ones that started out. And oh, they, my God. They redid it. Like, it was a redo, but it's not, like, as good. As so are we talking, is it, like, a brotherhood situation, or is it, like... You know, I haven't read the manga, so I don't know. I don't think so. Just because, like, through the first couple of episodes, you're, like... A lot just happened here, and I don't know why, but then they, like, got back into it. So I think it's just, like, a, a redo. Okay, yeah. But it's good. Like, I honestly, I haven't finished it just because, like, I started when they first started, and then it just fell off because of some other issue. I, when I tell you that, I mean, I have probably six or seven series that I'm working on all at once, and that goes for on screen and, and in print, um... I feel bad at a certain point. I'm like, I, I, I'll drop one series to start reading another one or, or watching yeah, something else. You, can't watch everything at once. you really can't. I, I mean, it particularly as it uh, applies to um, impossibly long series like One Piece and and I mean, Naruto is technically a different show than Shippuden, but it's all the same story. Yeah. I mean, the, the main character stays the same. It just, I think things somehow manage to get even darker and more fucking depressing yeah. um, and ship it in. And I have yeah. to take breaks between arcs because I'm like, I'm suffering. And wh- I'll do, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll watch an arc of something like that and then I'll watch something like Psyche K, which is a really oh, so fun that's slice so of life great. show um, that has very, um, like segmented episodes that you can kind of just, as long as you've seen and established the characters for yourself, there's really no specific through line. Uh, And you can just have a fun little 30 or so minutes and call it a day. Um, But it's about a extremely overpowered psychic boy um, named Kuswo Psyche. He has pink hair um, and he was bored with pink hair. This is like, this kid is so powerful. He he'll ch- he he will change things about the world yeah, like, to make himself realize, seem more normal within it. He's overpowered and he doesn't want anyone to know that he's overpowered or like treat him differently. So there is like at one point, which is established, that he was born with pink hair. And everyone was like, "Why is this kid born with pink hair? That's so weird." Because they live in Japan. Everyone has black and brown hair. And so he was like. Okay, cool. Then as a baby, he was like, all right, let me snap my fingers. Now everyone has weird colored hair, so now I'm not different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a rainbow 
of of heads in his his class alone um but it just it's it's a funny like kind of peek from the outside perspective of the concept of anime uh in a lot of ways too because like for example um there's a character who is simped over by all of her classmates and and I mean every single man in this series except for Psyche is in love with this girl um and she knows and she uses it to her advantage but whatever that's that's not what we're talking about we're not we're not here to uh, talk about the psychology of um (laughs) really but that's the thing like it 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 kind of takes a magnifying glass over a lot of that stuff. Um, but this character in particular, I forget her name, and that's okay because this is anime and uh, all their names are in Japanese. We can't be bothered to save space in our brains for anything that's not our faves. Um, but this particular character has an older brother who is a famous actor, could have any woman in the world that he wants, but he is determined to have like an incestuous like marriage with his own sister and like yeah um but like I think that he he kind of like disguises that as like brotherly love and everyone else around doesn't seem to notice it um but Psyche breaking the fourth wall as always is openly criticizing the trope the repeated trope of incest in anime, which I mean, and just to name a few, like I'm pretty sure there's there's uh, something along those lines in Sao. Um, there's yeah. Um, oh my gosh, what's the other? Um, crap. You know. It's a lot. Like it is a lot. I don't know why that's such a popular trope in anime, but we'll get into an episode of trope. That'll be fun. I do like talking shit about about things in general, but especially as it uh, applies to my my main uh, interest here. But then again, like you wouldn't have certain forms of entertainment if you didn't have tropes. So I mean, they they exist in anime, in in theater, in films, um, and they they exist as a plot device to keep the story moving. But when they get to being like sexualizing minors. Or, like, incestuous brothers and sisters. Like, can we fucking not, please? There is panty, undie, like, vending machines. High school girl pan. <laughs> I mean, where else but Japan could we get this form of entertainment? Am I right? That's right. Sorry. Which one is this? This is called Akudama Drive. Okay. I don't know if I've even seen that on my suggested programs on that. Yeah. Um, I will. Infinite Gen Program, which I really like. It's about uh, people playing these games. Um, watch, these are just like the super new ones. Um, Yashihime. <gasps> Generation dose of the uh, the characters from Inuyasha. Um, what wasn't new was like Food Wars. Chris Fraser is <gasps> favorite shows. I... I always just love remembering that your mom watches anime. She loves, it's so weird. She loves the food. Particularly cooking anime, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really want to steal her for a separate 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because he loves it. Oh, and then, um, of course, uh, how could I forget uh, Jujutsu Kaisen? <gasps> Anime of the year. I, I'm just going to come out and say it now that, that you've that you've dropped the name. Had to, had to. Jujutsu, <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen, <laughs> which I will furthermore refer to as JJK, is... Which is kind of messed up because what happened was like, my love for JJK because I started... Like, I started Once again, before. something that he read. And like literally, I was telling people, I was like, yo. You got to read my, this a shit. A lot of my friends don't like to read manga. They, they just refuse to. And I was just like, Lazy yo, bones. You need, like, this is going to be one of the big ones. Like, it's amazing. Like, you need to read this. And then, like, when I announced this year that it was getting an anime, I, like, lost my shit. Not to mention it's animated by MAPPA, who single-handedly, this studio, like, held the year together. Yeah. Um... But what what else did they animate aside from JJK this year? Um, I know that they, and this is kind of moving a little bit forward here um, in terms of things that are getting uh, adaptations in this coming year, or hopefully this coming year, that is. Um, another really popular manga series right now that started in 2018, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man. Um, has got, like, they've announced that... Uh, <laughs> This uh this Apple Watch be real intrusive. Siri does not nope. know how to mind her own business. Um, yeah. So so uh, Chainsaw Man is arguably next to Jujutsu Kaisen, and while it was still running, Demon Slayer, um, the most popular running manga right now. Um, and there was an announcement by Crunchyroll that um, they and MAPPA Studios are going to be handling the anime adaptation. And MAPPA has been fucking killing the game. Um, some of the cleanest, brightest, most stunning animation so you've ever if seen. If you like anime, and if you listen to this podcast... If you've gotten this far in this podcast, you must at least kind of like it. Some of the anime that they've um, animated, right? Kakeguri. <gasps> Which is known for its aesthetics. Which is fantastic. Um, wow, that's like the one with the um, the the like uh, almost alligator looking dude. No, he's like a, it's he's on Netflix. He's like a regular dude, and then like what happens? Oh, like, I'm thinking about uh. Wait, which one am I thinking of then? It's another one on that's a Netflix ex- exclusive, I believe. It's like this dude. He's like a prince, and he wants power, and then he gets power <gasps> from the demons, but they take all his body parts, and he has to go kill people. I see. Okay. Then I'm getting that confused with what the fuck is that one called? Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'll put it in the footnotes. <gasps> Yuri on Ice, which was the it won best animation in the very first ever Crunchyroll Awards. Um, stunning visuals. It's got, it's received acclaim for its rendering of uh, the sport of figure skating. I also really really enjoyed it this year. I watched it for the first time. They also announced a film for that next year which hopefully we will actually get next year. And I, I do also hope that MAPPA will be the one handling that. Obviously, they did Jujutsu Kaisen. They did God of High School, which looks amazing. It do be looking um, good, though. We were speaking about it earlier. Uh, Inuyashiki is the one where the guy who was just like shooting. Oh, my God. Her. That's right. Okay, thank you. Now I know what it's called. Um, that one's a little on the on the darker side for anyone who happens to and be interested. I like like, really like doing Oh, well, that's kind of their aesthetic, isn't it? I mean, it's like, you know, bright, 
faces and eyes and and dark um, universes around it. Um, but then the exception to that, of course, being um, Yuri on Ice sticks out like a sore thumb there. Um, Zombieland, you say? Does that have anything to do with Woody Harrelson? They're like zombies, but they're also like um, idols. Wait, someone was telling me about this one. I remember like an episode where they had like a rap battle. Oh, that's another thing. Didn't you say that there was a series about rappers? Oh, yeah, hypnosis, like, bro. (laughs) All their battles. All right, so if you're familiar with like, Think of like Yu-Gi-Oh or like Beyblade where they're like, all right, like we're going to handle our problems using a non-traditional way to handle our problems. Hypnosis Mike, they got rid of all the weapons. Truthfully, like the story of the thing is like all the weapons in the world, basically women took over and they were like, we're getting rid of all the weapons. Guns are banned. Because they were just like, men are stupid. We're going to ban all the weapons. Everything's going to be solved by these like microphones um, that can hypnotize people. And then there was like a group of like guys who used to be kind of like... Just like a, a group or like a boy band kind of thing. They were all rappers. And then they like broke apart. They're all just like running their own game. Good now. God. And all the fights are handled by people rapping. And then like, they like, because it's like a hypnosis thing, like they just like create worlds behind them and like attack each other. And like, man, you ever heard a flow so in Japanese? Because that shit sounds incredible. It is. And that goes I back to my. Who, like Killer B, but like. Well, now what's that? No, like just. He says, never mind. Apparently, I don't know. There's a character from a particular anime named Killer Bee who spit the sickest bars. Hot fire. Um, Killer Bee. Why does... I mean, it sounds familiar. Honestly, with all of the time that I spend on social media in, like, the anime forums, I'm sure it's something that I've seen and I've gotten spoiled out of context, um, and therefore it did not register as a spoiler for me. Um, Which brings me into kind of a little bit of what I want to talk about for this episode is um, why you should catch up on some of the the shows that are coming out with the new seasons. Okay, so there are a lot of shows coming out with new seasons final seasons and next seasons like right now we're in the final season of attack on titan starting september 6th let's go that's been my entire twitter feed is just a bunch of aot fans screaming let's go a couple of other stuff that are continuing on like seven deadly sins <gasps> really mm-hmm. uh re-zero part two of the second season um mm-hmm. promise neverland season three promise neverland now that's that only got a 12 episode yeah. first season correct mm-hmm. Um, Cells at work. Cells at work. Season two and there's like a side series. This the side series being um, like so. Cells at work happens. It takes place in the body of a healthy, able-bodied person. Now this, I guess, not even spinoff series because it's none of the characters are going to be continuous from the the other. Um, is going to kind of be an alternate story of the same concept. What is it called? Black Code Black. Um, Cells at Work Code Black is going to be even more like Osmosis Jones in the fact that it's going to take place in the body of like a alcoholic, sleep deprived, malnourished person. So they're all working like ragged. They're in overtime, working like eighty hours a week. Um, so like all, 
It is. It's the co- You know what? The first episode of Cells at Work, episode one, is like the common flu. And I started that right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I'm like, this is a, a little too real to me, actually. Um, but then I kept watching it. So it clearly wasn't enough to get me to tune out. Um, what else we got coming, though? Um, Long Horizon. I did hear that that's honestly one of the best isekai, according to um, actually Mother's Basement on YouTube. I watched um, his uh, recap or a head cap <laughs> of what's coming out this spring. Um, and that he said was one of the things that he was, is looking forward to the most. Sorcerer's Stabber Oracle, which is already like a remake from like season two. What is it called? It's called Sorcerer's Orphan. That is a lot of things to be all at once. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's good. If you haven't seen it, you got time. Check it out. Obviously, Word. Uh, Dr. Stone. Okay, I gotta go into Doctor Stone as as its own whole thing. Um, actually, now that I have you, um, Doctor Stone is one of the things that I watched over the course of this year, and and Terrence had told me about reading it prior to um to me even starting it. I, it, much in the same vein as I, how I learned a lot from Cells at Worked, I learned even more from Dr. Stone. Um, and the concept is like nothing you have ever seen. Um, I mean, in, except for in the fact that it's your classic beginning at the end kind of deal where it's the first episode is like, hello, it is the apocalypse. Um, thankfully, we have our hyper-intelligent main character, Sanku, to try and rebuild society. Um, so he, what you get... Um, the only anime that will ever get you hyped about learning science. I mean, between geology, chemistry, um, engineering, uh, the amount of progress through human society from the Stone Age to where they end up um, throughout the course of that first season, like, is astronomical. If and the world were ever to go into actual World War Three, or if the world just got hit with, like, a giant EMP, this is what that anime slash manga would be the blueprint of how to survive. I mean, if nothing else in this world survives but, like, a full series... Um, print of the manga and the pictures are pretty too yeah the art style is really cool um, in the manga which I got uh, volume one of for Christmas so thanks mom obviously those are all cool before that I was gonna say three but that's all that works <laughs> that I'm really excited we about. keep forgetting there's there's just too much there's a lot uh, you guys can live it up too if, um, I guess five we'll do five right Rising of Shield Hero season two Rising the Shield Hero, arguably the, and I mean, I don't have as much of a concept of it as my guy Terrence here because uh, he sees a lot, he watches a lot of that isekai, but. Um, also, while we're on that, shout out to my wonderful little, no, not so little sister, Kristen, for Lovely being the one to. Who Get me to start like, this really series. An and like, she's like, Yo, Jess, you need to watch this. 
she yeah she ended up watching it with a friend of hers over the course of the summertime and she was I've never seen her more excited to watch a tv show um and has been trying to convince me to take time to sit down and watch it ever since and finally (laughs) when I finally did start watching it um (laughs) I told her and then we ended up just like screaming in the hallway of our house together for like uh 20 minutes as we discussed the first episode and I put on the following one and we just like bopped to the opening which is fire by the way um (laughs) so I mean I think this all goes back to the whole like you can really bond with someone over um this form of media and it makes me real happy guys but that shouldn't yeah I believe though that shield hero won't be returning until the fall if I'm not mistaken but I if we're being optimistic here maybe it'll be back by the summer We'll see. Um, and I have no idea because I have yet to finish that first season where we've left off or or how it's going to be moving forward. But I apparently have plenty of time to do so. Um, next up is that time I got reincarnated as a slime season two. An- another killer isekai. Um, my, my guy Aaron from uh, Manga Comics Nerd Shit uh, has been really hyping that one up. Um, to me, he said that it's one of the only anime that he has really felt compelled to read farther into after a season has ended. So, um, apparently not only is it, is the first season good, it continues to be good thereafter. So again, like that's one of those things that like start from a light novel. You don't say. Even like past the manga, like you, I mean, you so gotta love when there's that much content, though. Yeah. Like that, uh, you could just pull from all of these different sources um, and just keep it going. Which I guess that's what they do for shit like. I hate to keep coming back to it, but One Piece. Yeah. Oh, which congratulations to the mangaka of One oh, Piece wow, for reaching one thousand chapters. That's so, a milestone. 1,000 chapters. I want you guys to pay attention to this. Not even including, like, hiatuses and, like, things of that nature. Or, like, just taking a break. Because, like, that's a lot. That's over 1,000 weeks of just, like, creating content and pushing it out. It's Which, hard enough for us to record this podcast once a month. It's been, like, three months. Um, but I mean, I do like to chalk that up to the fact that it's a pandemic. Like you can, you can draw at home alone. Um, but I mean, I barely have the sense of commitment to do a three minute segment on the Instagram page every day. When you have to drive to make a 20 second TikTok. It takes a lot of effort. We don't have enough spoons for all of this, but apparently the mangaka, of One Piece is so driven to continue writing this never-ending story that he's been working on it for like 20 years now. Um, it's got to be one of the longest-running manga of all time. Definitely. It's up there with like Conan. Maybe Berserk? Is Berserk still running? I feel like it's one of those that like they'll go on a like a hiatus for a couple of years. And then you're lucky if it yeah. comes back. Like it's not, since 1989. 
1989. Wow. I mean, I don't even necessarily know what it's about, but all I know is that the main character seems goaded. Um, and his name is Guts, for fuck's sake. Like, how how is he not going to be a badass motherfucker? And that was, what, two or three? Um, and then the ones that I'm super excited about and that Jess was really excited about. I'm going to start screaming um, soon. So, so I was say, Bleach is coming back. Bleach! I just got... I just started rewatching the first few seasons of that because I'm really excited. Anybody who's watched the Bleach anime knows that the anime didn't really end the greatest. Um, so the manga I decided we're like, yo, uh, we're gonna take this back, and then we are gonna do the last arc of Bleach, which also didn't end the best, and who knows that? Yeah, because you gotta get tired after a while. I I feel like I remember reading about how um, I think I. Ordinarily, I could think of his name off the top of my head, but right now I can't um, because there's too much pressure. Um, but he apparently was getting like really run down toward the end of, of writing it. And you can tell in like the lack of backgrounds in a lot of um, his pages um, toward the end of... Oh, Kubo. Um, yes. So, so Kubo-san was... And much like any other mangaka, I, I believe... Um, toward the end of the series, getting really tired. When you have deadlines every week where you need to write and draw an entire chapter, um, which is usually, what, like almost 20 pages a lot of the time, um, whether you have assistance or not, like that's exhausting. And that's why people like um, Yoshihiro Tagashi of Yu Yu Hakusho and now Hunter Hunter fame has severe back problems. Um, Being haunched over a desk, and I mean, not to mention that he in particular holds his pen really weird, and I only know that because I am an obsessive fan. Um, But yeah, there's there are fans of Hunter Hunter um, in particular that are really critical of the fact that he's not printing more chapters or that he's on an indefinite hiatus but guess what it's because he's chronically ill because of you motherfuckers making content for you guys i mean particularly in in that line of work you would think that he would already be retired but he loves writing these series so much that he he's been sticking with it even though some of the some of the Best, yeah, known to be widely my, some of the best shown in. My favorite, two of my top three animes that are my favorite, one of which we're going to talk about very shortly, are from him. And it's just like, oh, we are. Oh, so there's Yu Yu Hakusho. He did um Level E, which was not ad- adapted, um, and then is now working on a. Uh, Technically, working on well, Hunter no, Hunter, which the story the story of me first watching Hunter Hunter is I walked into my house late at night after a gig, and turned on the TV to see that Toonami was on, um, and I I was watching, uh, you know whatever the heck was on Toonami that night. It was episode three of Hunter Hunter, and I was like something about this is very appealing to me and 
at that moment set my DVR to record it every Saturday night after that. And I watched the first few arcs over the next year that way until eventually I found out that it was created by the same mangaka as my favorite series of all time. And I, everything all came together and made perfect sense to me. Um, that, however, is something that I haven't finished because there comes to be an arc that is really fucking traumatizing. And yeah. it... I, <laughs> on a side note, Justin, one of my favorite people says, I think in really anything. Likewise. Or any kind of work. I don't know if it's because she's an actress or if it's because she's so passionate about acting. <laughs> but she gets so like drawn in and like dedicated in that I think like she puts herself into the story. <laughs> so like if something deep is happening, like she's out for the week. Uh, like, yeah, I get I get way too invested. But like I love it because you can like see it like when she talks about it or like as she's consuming it. <laughs> so many things we need to get her involved in. I, I truly like, pour my heart and soul. So expressive. Um to the point where it's just like Likewise, I I so appreciate having someone in my life who can be a like vessel for all of my um, ramblings after I've consumed this stuff. Because nine times out of ten, it's something that you're already familiar with and that you have either read or you've watched. So I I'm not just screaming into the void. Um, when I, when I have to get these emotions out, I literally have to otherwise. And I mean, honestly, that's one of the, the reasons why I had to start and actively use that, yeah. the, the Instagram, um, when I was watching death note, for example, I, every single day I had to, I just yelled into my phone. Um, I was so on edge the entire time. I was so stressed out. Because yeah, I guess I do. I just I just get fully invested in the characters in particular, um, and that's why it hurts to watch these long running shows. And like I'll find a favorite, and then I'll go on the internet, and then I'll find out that they they fucking died. Yeah. Um, but not for another two hundred episodes. He's referenced um, Yu Yu Hakusho like three times already um, between um, like Itadori, the main character, um, when he was training, he like goofed up or something and, and ended up getting laid out. And he was like, oh man, I thought that I could have done like a Kamehameha or a spirit gun or something. Yeah. Um, so it it does warm my heart to see modern mangaka being influenced by the things that we grew up on. I mean, that that person, the person who who wrote um JJK is 28 years old. Yep. And I inspired by Mhm. So, to think about how some of the most prominent creators in the industry these days are the same age as me. Sometimes I'm like, what am I doing with my life? What the fuck am I doing? But then then I remember that I'm sitting here and I'm I'm creating content to show other people about it. We could. Um, honestly, we know enough artists that we could probably make something happen. Um, and then we can voice act for it. 
I'm working on that eventually. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that one. Cause like I'm on a D and D podcast like separately, either. Um, but for one theme, I want to do like at least like anime wise, like kind of make like a little. Someone call the dungeon master. Actually, yeah, any calling all enough. calling all dungeon masters. <laughs> Uh, but my last two, obviously, there's a whole lot more anime where uh, I won't even get into it. it yeah, but, it, um, it, we could go on for days. Two, well, one is my favorite by far, and the other is definitely going to be Jess's favorite. <laughs> for they are bringing back what some of you might not remember is Shaman King, <gasps> which is one of my favorite anime slash manga. Well, you've been name dropping this one for years. Time. And, like, I get so, I'm so passionate about this because, like, people, like, I've been seeing, like, TikTok, Instagram, all this stuff. People always put lists of, like, animes that came out, things to look for. And, like, everyone always skips over Shaman King, which is, like, really sad to me. Because, like, I've just, like, I've been rereading it now. And, like, mind you, I watched it on 4K. But, like, I didn't realize how much death is in this anime to begin with. And, like... Just the story arcs and like the bonding with the villains and mm. all that stuff. Like it's just, it's so crisp. And like, <laughs> coming back, just getting the Brotherhood uh, treatment is just like Chef's kiss. So this is an entirely new series with the same original story from the manga. Mm. Which, by the way, I've been, I follow um an account like on Instagram that um is like they'll post uh the one or two series that they're reading panels from it and they are currently reading shaman king and the artwork and the art style is so fucking cool um it is i've i've really aside from maybe um i think it's okubo um from uh fire force and soul eater i've never seen a, a similar style to that before um it's a lot like i the the protagonist is like an adolescent almost right like a child preteens or something um they but they're but they're drawn to actually look like children and as opposed to a lot of other like shonen main characters You know, God fucking willing, you can watch at least one anime without (laughs) sexualized children. Shonen, I'm not attracted to any of these people. I mean, sometimes you could just watch a show and not have... Toxic women probably started with Anna, but... Uh, So, the funny thing for me is, like, I don't intend to go into watching a show and, like, fall in love with a character, like, quite literally, like you know, envision a, a whole, like, parasocial relationship with them in my head or anything. Ahem. But I do. And it's nice to sometimes end up watching something where that's not even a consideration. Yeah. So for, uh, I'm trying to think of an example right now. <laughs> Sorry. Well, at, least for like, at least in, like, Jess's case, a lot of times she just falls in love with, like, older characters. The senseis. I can't, I can't watch a single show where I, I'm sitting on my, my Kakashi Sensei hoodie right now. Yeah, okay, there's Gojo Satoru. Well, Kurama's like thousands of years. I, well, yeah. When, I fell in love with Kurama when I was 
12 years old and he was 15. So it's fine. He can be my husband. We grew up together. Um, but then there's, uh, there's, there's Aizawa Sensei, um, Jiraiya. I know he's like 50, but mm. he is. And even All Might could get it. Muscle form or small might form. Anyway, we don't really need to talk about this. I, of, I'm, uh, I'm embarrassed. Small I binged all four of the previous seasons in like a week this year. Um, read everything up to current and I could not be more excited. There's some really good arcs coming up. Um, and a lot of characters that you may or may not have forgotten about, you'll you'll get to see in their full glory. Um, and this is one of those things where I, I have to assure you, catch up now yeah. rather than uh, waiting for the whole season to have come out because this fandom is so massive and so, oh, yeah. like, fuck so, all about other fans. That's the thing about, like, people who watch anime in general. And a lot of friends who do that, too. Like, yeah. literally spoil, like, manga panels and stuff. Where it's just, like, if you don't want to be spoiled by something... You have to be current on it because, and like, you can't expect to be like, all right, you know what? I haven't watched it. Like, I don't know how Jess managed to get away with it and like <laughs> watch four seasons of My Hero without like any spoilers. But like, that, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's the People it's the fact so, that I did it in a so week. So good at spoiling. And, like, yeah, the more popular like, something is yeah. too. And like, like fandoms in general are like. Yeah, so I mean. Particularly, um, and I think it's like almost fair game when it comes to the adaptations. Like, if you're manga only, then keep it to your damn self. Mm -hmm. Unless you're talking to someone that you absolutely know is current or that you have a good enough concept of where they left off and you can talk to them about that. Like, you don't need to, like, ruin it for all your friends. Like, I only read the manga as well. Don't be that guy. That's like akin to to gatekeeping in a way. Like no one has the time to read every single series that they like to watch. And by all means, we're not saying that you have to not binge. Uh, not, like if you like, um, like all want to watch it at the same time. Because like I get it. Like I'm like that with books. Like I'll like I, I only read books that have series, and I'm always sad because like a series like. Either a series will end and like, oh, I need a new one. Or like the book will be over and I'm like, all right, now I gotta wait like a year for a new book. Yeah. But one, you don't want to get anything spoiled. Like when you have to wait weekly for something. To um, me, it's exciting. Uh, There's something about every Friday being like, oh yeah, motherfucker. Like new JJK coming out at noon. Oh, Jesus. At least I get to see a new JJK. And the same thing will go for when Dr. Stone comes back on January 14th. Um, when Cells at Work comes back, I think January like 7th? It should be back pretty early in January, I believe. Um, My Hero comes back on March 27th. I think that's going to be airing weekly. There's no way that they can just release a whole season at once, right? I mean, they could, but they're not. 
But they won't. And as they shouldn't. There's, it's like, do you, does anyone remember staying up late on Saturday night to see Adult Swim Midnight Run and catch the newest episode? Well, newest to us, at least. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've never been a morning person, so for me, it always applies to late night things rather than... <laughs> it's funny because I had to sing that song once, and I and it was just me lying to the audience the whole time. I am not a morning person. Um, but I, that was always exciting to me. And, I mean, we've kind of been spoiled by not... Spoiled in the way that we've been talking about, but spoiled like um, little brats, the brats that we are, um, by being able to binge things. Also, from the fact that anime and manga tend to come out in like sets of either 12 or 24. So if you can wait three months to watch something, like (laughs) before you watch something and you expect not to get spoiled, you got another thing coming. And that's. Maybe you've got another thing coming. Because there's that one of those series like JJK where you're going to get like 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. And you wait six months. You only half a year to watch something. You, you got more willpower than me. I promise you that. Well, I have. <laughs> it's been already established that I don't have any self-control or willpower. So um, I almost have to watch it immediately because otherwise I I will only be thinking about when I get to watch it. And that's and what I love about Jess, because, like, I forget everything. <laughs> and then, like, I'll get a text, and she's like, hey, did you read that new chapter? Do it. Like, did you see the latest episode? You got to go. And I was like, you're right. I do. What am I doing right now? <laughs> I'm here to keep you all current. Um, literally, if you – if you <laughs> and I'm serious. If you need reminders about any of these things – I make an app called Jess's Weekly Reminder. Where yeah. Just her do it. But I'm not even exaggerating. Slide into my DMs at op.dweebs on Instagram, and I will ensure that you personally are reminded when new chapters come out, when new episodes come out. If it's a particular show that you're interested in, um, and I, at least at one point during the course of this episode in particular, have mentioned that I have a personal vested interest in it, I fucking got you, fam. Um, I oh, really care about you all. Super excited about that we didn't get to talk about, or you want to talk about? Hit us up on OP. Dweeb. Let's go. We'll gladly talk to you. I I would love to talk to you all. I would love to pick your brains on anything that you might want to hear or or talk about. Honestly, if I if I thought that anyone would tune in, I would probably go live on there but um i also am very committed to the aesthetic (laughs) on the page and i a part of me would want to keep it saved but then i would be like oh no now all my manga panels panels aren't lined up on the page anymore or some stupid bullshit like that um but i guess i could get over it for the sake of interacting that's true i am gonna start doing that with the mangaka series because it's been it's been two solid weeks now of me doing that, and I haven't archived any of them to be viewable again. There's a hundred. And I'm going to probably, anything that's not touched on over the course of this tome of artists and, and uh, their artwork, I'm probably going to start covering artists that I personally enjoy and have um, physical copies of so that I can share um, 
pictures of their artwork um, while still doing like voiceovers. But then again, that's something that even if I write it online, I could make a TikTok of it. Please do. I, a bitch is broke. My yeah, my collection is ever growing too. Um, all I have to do now is actually catch up to it all. We we should give us your money, guys. Um, I know it's been a tough year, but I'm a pretty bitchin' tie dyer. <laughs> Oh, actually, now that you mention it, that we're o- that we're only on uh, episode two, I want to thank all of the people who tuned into episode one. Uh, according to Mr. Gironi, we had a really good response, and I cannot possibly uh, express my gratitude to everyone who is invested in this silly little fun weeby podcast of ours. Thank you, Josh. Like, it means a lot. Not unlike. It's just us sitting here. <laughs> Josh, she's grabbing I'm grabbing Mirio. Uh, My Mirio Togata plushie. Lamillion. Um, <laughs> watch My Hero Academia. If if you don't watch anything else, it's the one. It's it's kind of like permeated every facet of nerd culture at this point. It references a lot of existing nerd culture whether it be um superheroes or apparently uh Hohei Horikoshi is obsessed with Star Wars there's a bunch of Star Wars references in it as well like you will feel at home as a viewer of this program if you've ever been a fucking nerd in the course of your life uh, 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 just a side note since it came out this year uh, shouts out to uh Moving Train Demon Slayer movie because <gasps> The highest grossing animated movie in from Japan. Did it sir oh did it surpass Spirited Away? Because that was the only thing that was the only thing that the only thing holding back a fucking anime movie, an anime series film is the highest grossing um Studio Ghibli film, which is the biggest anime uh studio. Pretty much ever. in, yeah, in ever. I mean, possibly, like, rivaled by maybe Disney. But Disney is just an amalgam of properties that they technically don't yeah, own the the creative people. rights to. But we don't have to, <laughs> we don't even really get into, because <clears throat> um, the more I talk shit about Disney and, like, American studios and American it's actors. A bad job? Wait, with the movie? Oh, good God. You see, every day I find out that there's an anime adaptation of some of the weirdest shit that I can imagine. There's an anime adaptation of, like, Friday the 13th. Did you know that? Because I didn't until recently. Like, can we stop with this? Though, some of them seem to be cool, like the Magic Treehouse. Oh, yeah. Which, wasn't that... Was that the one of the children's tours you did? Or am I, like, on drugs? Okay. Okay, right. So the the children's theater series that Terrence did this year before everything in the world got shut down got is also an anime. Like, so that makes you an anime character. I'm basically an anime character. 
someone did like Who Framed Roger Rabbit in an anime. I could fuck with that. But then again, there's something very campy about that. And that's not to say that anime's not campy, because it is. I mean, that movie was super campy. Um, it was. But I just mean, it's it doesn't seem like the kind of area that, like, the kind of territory that they would enter, I think, as a as an entertainment industry. But who knows? Because... Actually, I hope they don't do that. Because, like, a lot of anime, like, tries to get, like, connect with characters and, like, being well i mean the thing about roger rabbit now that you mention it is like that brought cartoons in general back into the forefront of entertainment like that was pretty much directly prior to the disney renaissance that that came out um and like not to mention too that like uh around that time is when uh, I forget the name of the dude. That guy who owned a lot of stuff, Ted Turner, um, acquired the rights to Looney Tunes and started airing that on a new network, Cartoon Network. Um, so, I mean, everything's all connected in some way. Um, and we have, in a way, Roger Rabbit to thank for cartoons becoming more of a prominent part of entertainment and taken more seriously um by the entertainment industry though it's still in a little bit of an earlier stage here in the west um not as many serious stories are are told like in this it absolutely is there are shows like um like bojack horseman for example that like you think it's a you think it's a happy-go-lucky uh adult cartoon like family guy or some shit but you you quickly realize that it is quite literally like a dark comedy drama um that will break your heart and i think that that's a that's something that not a lot of people realize going into watching anime too especially like american animation it's usually just like gags and jokes the fact that they're able to like take something and then, of course, there's, like, Gravity Falls and Steven Universe and Owl House. I mean, children's cartoons have come a long way. And you can see in, like, Steven Universe in particular, the it's very referential to, like, Sailor Moon and Magical Girl animes. So it, the amount of influence that Japanese animation has had on global animation is, like, immeasurable. Um, and that's why... You should watch anime. Bam. Yeah, mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. With that being said, of course, we can talk to you guys' ears off. And we will because it will be in a future episode. Yeah, let us know what you want us to talk about. If there's anything you feel like you would like to learn more about, I would be happy to put in the research for you and, and talk in my silky smooth voice about it. <laughs> I'm... I'm gonna st- I'm gonna do it anyway, so it's I hope very, that you want me to. Next year is gonna be a very productive uh, year for us, just because we're gonna make sure that it just reminds me of fun. Um, so let us know what you want to know, what you want to hear, that kind of stuff. If anybody want to see, apparently there's somebody who works at Funimation somewhere. So like, 
Yeah, in like the greater Asbury Park area. And we're going to track them down and make them, uh, we're going to assimilate them. That's the exact word I was looking for. Heck yeah, vocab. And then, hey, I mean, like, if you know anybody, if you know, like, any voice actors or anybody like that who wants to come on the show, let us know. Because, you know. Yeah, and I mean, hey, if you interact enough with the, um, with the social media, then who knows? Maybe if you have a niche interest or something that you want to talk about um, and you have the, the knowledge to back it up and also aren't riddled with stage fright because this is more challenging than you might think. Um, then hit us up for that too. I, my DMs are open, as it were. <laughs> and while you're at it, have a really happy and safe new year. Um, wear a mask. Don't forget to take your vitamins. Please wear a mask. Uh, take your vitamins. <laughs> uh, I know you want to be around as the cousins in New Year's. I know you want to go out and you want to party. But uh, maybe think a little bit twice about it. Have like a smaller gathering around your friends or something. You know? Wear your favorite like, anime gonna, mask. Like, there's going to be more. Uh, wear your favorite anime mask. Yeah, the longer that you stay safe, the longer you'll be alive for other life events I mean, to celebrate. We'll get back together one day, and uh, everything will be, we'll be able to get our cons back. Y'all, you know? I just want to go to a con, for goodness sake. This was going to be the year I was going to do it. And I had, like, cosplays and everything. I've also never been to an anime con. Well, guys, <laughs> when everything comes back, let's take a field trip together. We'll go to the first con available. We'll make a dweeb con, you know? <gasps> Actually, if we manage to get enough of a following, I'm determined to try and start a small con at Convention Hall. And I'm not even kidding. Um, so... Tell your friends um, if they have even the most vague interest in Japanese animation, art, music. Um, that's what we all about. Yeah. Um, and we want to share it with as many people as possible. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank Thanks for listening to us for probably well over an hour. I could go on, <laughs> but I won't because uh, we all deserve some rest. Have a very happy new year. And don't forget to watch all these new seasons. We can talk about it later. Love ya.